Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. This is going to be a really cool episode, guys. We have a mall here in the nest. We're actually doing in-person. So if you're watching the video, it's not going to be the awkward Zoom stuff. We got a mall, the CEO, founder, omnipotent leader, patient prism in the nest. He actually happens to live five doors down, we found out uh, a couple months ago. So very cool. I not only have the leader of one of the best technologies out there for the healthcare industry, but I also have a neighbor. So good morning, neighbor, you know? Good morning, sir. In this crazy day of Zoom and, and everything else we do, it's nice to find somebody that you work with closely that actually happens to live next to you and you can yeah. shake hands with them. Yeah, shake hands and tell me when the garage is open. And garage is open, yeah. garage is closed, or whatever. <laughs> grass is not mowed, whatever that is. I'm like, hey, your grass is not mowed, do I? So Amal's also the HOA leader of Linwood uh, in Brookhaven, Georgia. So Amal, tell him, what is patient prism? How do you position it? And and then we'll get into how it's differentiated. But tell them, just start with what's Patient Prism? Yeah. Why should patient, we care? Patient Prism was started with the idea that we need to make conversations better in dentistry, now broader healthcare. And, and the problem that we were trying to solve was very simple. New patients, new customers were calling these dental offices at the time, and only about half of them were actually scheduling an appointment. And, and the reason for that was unknown uh, for many reasons. And we, we thought it was the person at the front answering the phone. And that was part of the reason. But when we realized about seven years ago that after listening to these calls, that there was multiple reasons why patients didn't schedule an appointment. Some of it was training with the front staff. Some of it was other reasons like operations capacity and all that. So we asked a simple question that, hey, could we train Alexa how to understand dentistry? That was a very simple question from my brain at the time was not a tech brain. And Lo and behold, a year later, we had a product that literally used machine learning and natural language processing to understand why the patient didn't book an appointment. And we wanted to understand what happened, why did it happen, what was the value of that opportunity, and could we recover it in record amount of time by delivering that intelligence to the dental office that, hey, come on back in, sir, you called in early at nine o'clock and uh, we told you 10 grand for those two implants, but guess what? We didn't give you financing options. So we got financing available. It could be $2.99 a month. Come on back in. And all of a sudden we saw patients starting to come back. And that was where the magic started was that utilization of AI to have a second chance to make the first impression. Yeah, yeah. How long ago did you start Patient Prism? We started before AI was a buzzword. Yeah, and uh, now it's a buzzword. <laughs> How many years ago? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. And so now AI is a big thing. So we usually don't jump into insights and trends until later on, but let's go into it. How are you guys using it? What is it doing differently or better or making more efficient or insights better? Tell us what uh, anything really cool you've been into. Yeah, well, the first thing you want to understand is, let me go back to the basics, right? Marketing is driving leads into the funnel, right? You're spending money and you're trying to get new patients of the right kind, right? The first thing you wanna do if you're in any of healthcare verticals or anywhere in business, right? You wanna pick up the phone. The first thing it realizes that, hey, how many times are you not picking up the phone during business hours? And that's simple to do. That doesn't require AI. Then what happens is you have to understand from an analytics standpoint, who is calling? What do they want? Is it a new patient? Is it an existing patient? Is it somebody 
not even relate to a patient, understanding that. Then when you understand that, those metrics, then you want to understand, are they scheduling an appointment or not? Okay, well, that's great. Well, you understood that metric. Now you go deeper. Okay. If they didn't schedule, why not? And that's what I call micrometrics. It's like you want to understand what is preventing the patient from moving forward in their journey to achieve their optimal health. And the reasons that we pick up through machine learning are capacity, pricing, insurance, yep. money, affordability, service not available. Agent quality. Agent quality, absolutely. Yes, believe it or not, agent quality is about 30%. So we have the right scripts and the right information and the right capacity. They're booking. They're bo so, so yeah, so the agent quality actually only, only accounts for 30% of not booked appointments. Okay. But capacity, pricing, but pricing has to do also with training of the agent, not this, right? Because if somebody thinks they cannot afford something, it basically means that they don't value it enough. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't think it's valued enough. Yeah. Somebody will spend 4,000 on a Gucci shoe, but they would not spend $1,200 on a crown. Yeah. Right, but I, val I value Ferraris pretty highly. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so patient prism, value. Yeah. patient prism does it. It digs deeper into why, because then you can solve what's really broken. So that it's really simple, and it does it very quickly. Yeah. The key in, in in AI is is knowing what happened, when did it happen, and then being able to deliver insight to the dental practice or the healthcare practice. We deliver it within forty five seconds, so that. Oh my God, I just realized a minute ago, I lost a lead worth 10 grand. We didn't offer them financing and we should have, you know, and, and we didn't offer them an appointment. And that comes through your platform. It's not somebody listening and saying that that all happened. That is being triggered. Patient Prism dashboard pops up, says this call didn't get scheduled. This was the reason someone called them back. Well, not even Patient Prism dashboard. You can get it as a text message. Oh, wow. So you can get a text. The office manager, the call center manager can get a text. I'm like, hey, the text gives them a summary of what went wrong, what the agent did, what the agent did not do, what they could do when they called them back. So this is like literally pulling somebody who we just missed, a lead, a great lead. We just didn't appoint them. And then, then let's bring them back. Yep. Yep. So yep. That's what it is. It seems simple. Probably not as easy to deploy. You mentioned now wider healthcare. You were known for dental. What are the next evolutions? We'll talk about next services for patient prism or the next product iteration, GA4, et cetera. Wider healthcare. What interests you about that? Why are we branching out of dental? You know what I realized uh, a lot of people from all different verticals in the healthcare industry. Like, Amol, why don't you have this in dental? Why don't you have this in audiology? Why don't you have this in veterinary? Why don't you have this in optometry? Yeah. And they're like, we're having the same exact problems. We're driving leads in, we're not scheduling them. And we have no idea. Yeah. We Most people have this gut, I'm like, oh yeah, we're not doing it because Mary on the phone. Oh, okay, that's just a gut reaction. It could be, your marketing is not driving the right leads in the funnel. So no matter how how many leads are coming in, you're not scheduling them because Mary or John, whoever is answering the phone, can't schedule them because they're the wrong leads. Right? You don't take Medicaid and you're driving all these Medicaid leads in, no matter what you do, it, it, it's not the fault of the person yeah. answering the yeah. phone. So there is a lot of things that we diagnose at the very beginning of the process. In all of healthcare, there's no accountability in marketing. I'm sure you know, you, you run up, an amazing shop here. 
but but there's no accountability. People have no idea. Everybody is just fed these metrics. Oh, I got you so many conversions. Yeah. What does that even mean? How many became patients? We don't know. Yeah. How much money? Show me yeah. the money. Yeah. And nobody's doing that. No one's doing that. And we've been we've been harping on that for years that we've got to get to the business result. And that's book patients and revenue that come from it. And that's what a lot of these verticals came to me and says, Amol, we would love to have this. Yeah. And even even like an OBGYN office said, we have about 50 new pregnant patients calling us every month. And we have no idea whether they were scheduling them or not. The value of each pregnant patient is $10,000 per patient during their course of their pregnancy. Yeah. And if we lose them, it's 10 grand. Does Patient Prism allow you to see by location or or city reasons people aren't booking? Like maybe they don't accept that. Now we need to take that off landing pages. We need to say no Medicaid and the ad copy of the PPC. Is that is it telling you by location? It's telling you by location, by, location, by, by keyword, by keyword, okay. by everything. You have integrations into Google Analytics, all that stuff, so they can track all the way through. Tell us about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, kind of we I know you're excited about something. Yeah, we we about. launched uh, AdWords and analytics integrations on top of the AI we built. Okay. So what we wanted to make sure that what we were sending to Google, whether it's analytics or AdWords, was very accurate in terms yeah. of conversion. So the AI knows that this patient called, they booked an appointment, they wanted an appointment for Invisalign, for example, right? That specific conversion can now be written back specifically into the conversion bucket called Invisalign website calls or mobile collector calls within ads or within your goals that are specifically for Invisalign, right? So now you have, you don't have this, this broad-based conversion metric of like, okay, here's all the conversions from, from Patient Prism. Now you're exactly telling your customer that, hey, I am the marketing agency. I have driven nine new Invisalign patients, booked appointments, and we have only spent $1,000 on this. So I have a much better understanding of my customer acquisition costs than I've ever had before. Otherwise, you know, do it yourself, people at marketing. They're like, oh, well, I got $30 cost per lead. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? What's the denominator? Yeah. I, I don't like, I, a cost per lead is almost like a vanity leading metric to me at this point. What's the cost per booking? How many bookings are becoming patient? What's the cost per patient? It's hard to get groups there, but the right technology helps you. On the flip side, knowing those enables you to spend more. Right. So if you want to grow your practice, you need to know what it costs to drive a patient and then you'll dump more money into it. But 100 percent. I mean, the thing the thing that you guys have done at Cardinal is is figured out the machine, right? Figured out how much dollar, how many dollars we need to put here to get a multiple of that dollars over there. And that's what we need to expect from marketing of the future is accountability. And like, OK, if I put a dollar here, it's going to spit out seven dollars over here. And what we want to do in that process is we want to make sure that if a lead is coming in, we want to make sure that the lead is appointed. Yeah. Because what's the point of spending all that money and the lead not being appointed? And and give them operational guidance in the meantime, like, guys, if 40% of your patients did not book an appointment because you have no room, or one of the metrics that we calculate is average lead time, what is the average amount of time it takes for a new patient to call to book an appointment. We have clients 90 days, 112 days. It takes them that long in the research phase before they're calling? No, no, no. So patient calls today, calling, oh, you're calling in February, you can get an appointment in, uh, in July. I'm seeing that a lot. I'm seeing that a lot. And, and right. that is capacity. So what, what it then leads to is the idea that let's sit down with your operations leaders and let's figure out, can we add more capacity? Can we add more doctors? Well, maybe not. Can we add more hygienists? Maybe not. Uh, can we add more operatories? 
maybe not. But could we reschedule? Can we optimize your schedule in a way that you, even if a new patient calls, wants to spend 10 grand, you put them another column and say, by the way, we'll figure it out when they get there. We can't say no to a $10,000 patient and we can't tell them come in August when it's February. And so that's why we have succeeded in this industry because we don't want to just make it about metrics. We want to make it about actions that come out of metrics. So if you all you do is make pretty charts and pretty graphs and show them hindsight, yeah. nobody really cares about it. But our uh, the evolution of metrics and one of the questions you had on your sheet that one of your people sent me yep. was, where do you see the future of analytics in healthcare? Yep. The future of analytics is we have to move from hindsight to insight to foresight, right? Hindsight is what's happened. Insight is why did it happen? And foresight is what can we do about it yes. to fix it? That's right. And if we can do that, leveraging AI, then we have all won because now we are driving more revenue without spending more money. We're driving the right type of leads. If you have the right person driving those leads, cardinal, the cardinal it is, and, and, and you know where to spend the next dollar to keep growing. That's right. Yeah, the capacity thing's been a huge issue. Now we're only running media based on capacity numbers fed to us from our clients. So because we're finding that we're spending tons of money on media, and the next online appointment available is three weeks out. What is the point? Why are we doing that? So very cool. Something you guys just rolled out, something about GA4. This is not my thing, but this is something pretty innovative for patient prism, right? Yeah. The idea was, you know, obviously GA4 is the, the newest, baddest, biggest thing in analytics uh, launched by Google and they're eliminating the old universal analytics. Yeah. And a lot of marketing folks out there in the world are trying to utilize it in a way where it really tracks your goals and how you're meeting those goals. We decided to take all the juice that we have in Patient Prism, which is not only understanding the booking status, but understanding what they wanted, the value of what they wanted, and and then really report that to analytics in a way where we are understanding we're getting a deeper understanding of the customer and not just an overall understanding of, oh, just new patients, right? I want to understand my goals by campaign, um, my goals by type of the patient that we were trying to look for. Because if we're if you're not spearfishing patients today yeah. and if you're just throwing stuff on the wall, hoping it sticks and... By the way, AI is great, but it doesn't really work in allocating your budget dollars in because it's, it's just going to put it all over the place. Our analytics platform is meant to really supercharge your Google Analytics 4 implementation in a way that it gives you precise understanding of your goals by campaign, yeah. by keyword, by patient type. Yep, yep, yep. So what differentiate, there's other call lead tracking conversational intelligence platforms out there. Why patient prism? Everyone listening to this is saying, okay, well, I maybe have a thing. We'll talk about doing small implementations, but what do you think patient prism, what helps it stand out from some of the other not to be named partners? Yeah, it's, it's our people. Uh, we focus a lot on customer success. Okay. We, we care. I mean, our customer success team spends countless amount of hours with teams at our clients operationalizing the platform because you can put the best, the yeah. best thing ever yeah. and nobody uses it. It's yeah. no good. We have to get the people in the organization to move. We have to get them inspired to believe that doing this is good for everything and not just good for the good for the DSO or the MSO or anybody else, but we have to 
really understand the why of the people answering the phones. We mm -hmm. have to understand the needs of the VP of operations, the VP of marketing, the VP of finance, of finance right? Sorry. And we have to really win them over. And the reason why Patient Prism is different because we failed a lot in the first few years. We thought we have all AI and everything else, but nobody cared about that. People <laughs> cared about, people cared about their own problems. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. People cared about what they care about. And once you start caring about what they care about, which is, oh, I don't have time in the day to figure your stuff out. So we had to make sure we designed the platform in a way that it enabled people to embrace it and use it and, and adopt it to actually make positive change for positive revenue growth and EBITDA growth. And that's why we're different. It's mm -hmm. the people. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting. That's the first time I've heard a product-based company say that the people's the differentiator. And I agree. I think, you know, I've been, I don't know how many Salesforce conferences and Dreamforce and then <laughs> half of the people in the round tables are like, yeah, it's shelfware. I mean, it's cool. It's powerful, but we don't use it. It's because no one showed why it's going to be important drive change. They didn't get the other departments together. So that's a cool, that's a cool answer. Amal, like, what do you see for the upcoming year for you guys? What do you guys see as the trends? And if someone's listening to this and saying, we already have one of the not to be named other call tracking partners, right. what's a small way? Is there a way to test? Do they have to roll it out on all locations? Mm. Is there a way to do it a small way to get the foot in the door, see if the tech's better than the other one? Yeah, we actually do not recommend anybody to roll it out across their location because of the change management stuff I talked about. We want to make sure we teach you or we work together to figure out the SOP in your organization and how it's going to be worked. Because we might roll it out and you may not have time to do it. Okay, okay well, that fails, right? So let's, if you've got 30 offices, 20 stores, whatever that might be, let's start with first four or five and let's figure out, I, I respect all my competition. All of us are working hard to make the industry better. Right. What we want to do is put us side by side and let's let's see what value we're bringing to the table. If you like the value in 90 days, there's no reason. There's no commitment beyond 90 days for anybody. Right. After 90 days, we don't even sign long term contracts, because if if again, I don't want to tie somebody down into a contract if it's not adding value. It doesn't make me feel good. And my grandma, who I love very much, died 11 years ago, would not be happy if she's watching. Right? right. So so I got to I got to be honest. You gotta sleep at night. You gotta sleep. I got to sleep yeah, at night and I got to make her happy. Yeah. And, and so at the end of the day. We want you guys to try it and see the change that we can bring about. If we cannot bring about that change, we will tell you that, you know what, maybe this is not the right solution for you now. You need to fix your marketing first. Like if you're not getting any leads and if your marketing is broken, we'll tell you that, right? If you're spending $3,000 and getting two Invisalign starts and your cost per acquisition is $1,500, which means you're losing money on Invisalign campaign. So don't do it, right? Use the money, take family on vacation or something. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to give you honesty and we're going to tell you that, hey, try it before before you buy it. We're going to tell you that try and let's let's walk together first. Let's figure out if this can be operationalized within your platform. Let's figure out whether we can appoint a champion in your organization that can literally get this done. And if we can figure that out in the first 90 days, which we have had a 99% track record of moving everybody past 90 days, That's right. we want to be, keep our key people accountable to know that if we don't do our job, the customer has the right to move on. Okay. And that's important. That's right. That's right. New vision statement for patient prison, making grandma happy. 
Megan Grandma. Oh, it's yes. always a staple. Well, yeah, she's yeah. still on my screensaver for my uh, phone. So okay, for yeah. twelve years. Yeah, one other Megan Grandma. About that, but yeah, that's fine. What are you most excited about over the next year? You're one of the most innovative people, and definitely the the biggest celebrity. I went to the ADSO conference. We're a sponsor. Nobody talks to me. I go around. This guy, five people talk to him. I can't even. I just went and got a beer. But this is how famous this guy is. Over the next year, what is something you wish Patient Prism or any conversational intelligence platform could do they can't do because of limitations in tech or whatever? What's like the next coolest thing any of these? Well, we are getting towards automation, right? Right now, we have a couple of problems in all of healthcare today. One is that there is a shortage of clinicians. Second, there's a shortage of people that are non-clinicians. There's a 50% turnover at the front across the board in healthcare, 50%. 59% I saw the last statistic. Support staff. So are looking for a new job. 59% of new front office staff are looking for a new job. Everybody looking for a new job, yeah. which is the, the the day we live in these Not days. my team, but yeah, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you take care of them. You got two weeks. Yeah, we got uh, two weeks. You know, the thing is, what we want to do is we want to enable organizations to use automation, AI, technology, to do things that are more manual. For example, I'll give you an example. What's coming is the ability for us to do automatic outbound dials based on a smart list of people that we need to activate. And you know, we know 40% of patients that are called outbound are reach voicemail, leave a voicemail if the patient picks up the phone, then connect them to human. So we don't want humans to do tasks that are repetitive and laborious and boring. We want humans to do things that build patient trust that that make the patient feel important and valued so that's what we want to do is is reduce the reliance on humans to do the tasks that are needed to reactivate patients for example and create these outbound smart intelligent dialers outbound analysis of like how successful are we in reappointment rate is a big deal right you want especially in dentistry you want in in, in general dentistry you want a 90% plus reappointment rate. And, and and it's not happening because patients are falling at the bottom of the funnel. And nobody wants to spend their time calling. Nobody wants to spend the time calling. Yeah. So can we make it easier? Can we, can we do text nurturing campaigns? We've launched text nurturing already. If the office doesn't answer the phone, if the office doesn't book an appointment, could we deliver them a free approval, pre-approval for $5,000. Hey, we've just approved $5,000. We're talking to several partners in the financing space saying, could we activate patients by giving them money right away and approving them for money and without a human involved in that process? So that's my goal for 2023 and yeah, four yeah. is more automation and getting humans out of the minutia of doing things that are just not adding value to the patient. Yep. And getting more patients in. I mean, access to care. We want more patients in this industry. 50% of America hasn't seen a dentist, which is kind of crazy. Ever? Um, yeah. 50% of America. Look at look at how, how big our industry could be. And of the 50% who have seen a dentist, only 50% have accepted treatment. So all this money we're spending, imagine how much we could grow this industry. From 120 billion, this could be a $500 billion industry, only if we keep attention to the metrics that are important. And we are we we are the the keepers of of the right type of 
intelligence and not just data we're throwing on dashboards, making it look pretty. We got to get the humans out of the minutia and make clinicians job easier. If they're able to see five instead of two patients in the same amount of time because of automation technology, we're going to get a lot more access to care. That's good. Amal, not only famous, not only one of the best tech wizards out there, but actually does care about making sure patients are getting connected with care. A good guy, a neighbor, a friend, and an innovator. Amal, thanks for joining Ignite. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.